Welcome back to the Craps Jackpot Fantasy Football Podcast. Today is November 5th. Happy birthday to my daughter, Addison. And uh, thank you for joining me. Um, let's see. So we've got some changes this last week. Look, fantasy sucked last week. I think we can all admit that, like, in general. Um, we had, I think there was one team, of course, the team into which I played, the Jeff Squared, uh, that actually beat their projections. Everybody else was below their projections. So to tell me that it was a fun fantasy week would have been something I think we would all pretty vastly disagree on. That having been said, there's been some shakeups in the order on which, uh, I mean, they're not huge shakeups because of where we were the week before, but there's been some shakeups, obviously, in the standings. Kickers are people too. Extends to seven and one. Blood Brothers goes in a category of their own at six and two. I fall into a five and three category with Mick. Gaylist stands in a category of his own at four and four. And the the next category is a three and five. And then there are two at two and six, which is just absolutely bizarre. I don't think I've ever been a part of a fantasy league that's had such big gaps like this, where you basically have like a two game advantage if you're in the top three essentially um i don't playoff spots aren't locked at this point but mr jensen is on a seven game win streak here uh blood brothers is on a four game win streak and it looks like things are just going to get better and better and better for him um that that team is pretty unstoppable if you watch jonathan taylor run last night you would have to agree with that but for what it's worth i mean fantasy's not over until it's over and We've got uh, some big matchups coming up again this, this week here in Week 9, which is already partially underway. We'll start from uh, actually my matchup with Andy, which is going to be a very close one. And originally, if you listen to the podcast a couple episodes ago, I had said Week 9, a lot of buys, still reigns true. Um, I've got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. Uh, I had Tom Brady on by. Uh, DeAndre Swift is on, on by this week, and Terry McLaurin is on by this week. So a lot of people not able to be in my active roster that are typically in my active roster. Um, that having been said, made some trades this week to shuffle a buy around since I felt like I had the depth at that point to actually be competitive this week, and it looks like it's going to end up being that way. Uh, originally, I had the projection at 122 to 120 in favor of Andy after he falls three shorter than what I thought he would fall from the Colts defense. It looks like I'm going to give myself just a one-point advantage here. Um, so crazy tight matchup this week. Uh, shifting off my team is Tom Brady, and I'm going to miss him, missing uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well in a trade, gaining Buffalo, losing Carolina, not a big deal, not a huge thing to swap defenses like that. Uh, my trade gets me out of the bye. Makes me feel better getting Lamar Jackson, who is going to use his feet. But Tom, giving up Tom Brady, that that sucks for me. I'm not a huge fan of that. I was digging having him. So Lamar Jackson against Minnesota this week. I've got him at QB two, twenty six point projection for for me on him. I think he'll he'll hit that. I'm going to take my dart throw with Kadarius Tony this week with all the injuries at wide receiver to the Giants. Why not? Um, Saquon's not going to be back this week either. So I just feel like that he has an opportunity to be absolutely peppered with targets. If you've watched him play it all this week or during the season when he's been healthy, you can see this rookie is talented. Um, he's a special talent. 
So I had Landry in my lineup, uh, snagged him off of free agency and figured why the hell not. And then the news came about, about OBJ not playing in Cleveland anymore. Ironically, I think that bodes well for Landry just because the drama is not there because when OBJ is not around, Baker plays better. And so maybe they have a get right game here. He had 10 targets last week. I mean, gosh, I'll take a, a stab at it. Uh, I've got Melvin Gordon, who's a waiver pickup of mine a few weeks back. I'm going to play him over Javante Williams. It's like a RB24, RB25 situation. I, either one of them can go off. They're playing Dallas, a fairly good run defense, so I'm not expecting the world out of him, but something serviceable like 11 points would be nice. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers is a liar, and he is out, and uh, he is, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even care. I mean, obviously I care that he's not vaccinated, but, like, the whole narrative around Aaron Rodgers pretending to be vaccinated in some capacity. So... Not getting into detail. I know everyone's either heard or read something at this point. But, like, why would you not follow any of the COVID protocols if you're not vaccinated? So it's one thing to say I'm, you know, I have immunity to it. Okay, fine, whatever. But then to parade around without a mask on during preseason when the protocol was if you weren't vaccinated, you had to wear a mask. Like, he just thinks he owns the world. And that's the thing that bothers me the most about this situation. So anyway, getting back to Aaron Jones. um, Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is back this week. Jordan Love quarterback. I think I'm going to lean on A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones more than in the passing game this week. That doesn't mean that I think that uh, Devontae Adams is going to have a bad week or anything like that. But we haven't seen Jordan Love behind center there. So I expect a little bit more out of the running game. Um, Mark Andrews against Minnesota. I got him tight end number three. We're probably like 14 and a half, 15 points there. Keenan Allen, another acquisition from a trade for Hopkins. Um, I, I like the matchup this week. I'm not in love with it. Philadelphia is not like the worst defense possible, but they're also not the supreme best. I mean, surprisingly, they're top five when it comes to wide receivers. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, either, it's either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams is going to have uh, a good day, or it could just be Austin Eckler runs amok on everybody I've got. Allen is my wide receiver 11. And then Buffalo at Jacksonville. Uh, James Robinson is likely to miss this week. I love the Buffalo defense in this situation here against the Jacksonville team that, quite frankly, I don't think you could play anybody on Jacksonville with any confidence here, especially in a 10-man league. So um, let's see. On the other side of the ball, uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, Got Matt Stafford going up against Tennessee. Matt Stafford with a questionable tag, but he'll definitely play. He's the top five QB for me this week. I think he's going to hit 22.5, somewhere around there. Cooper Cup, WR1, Tennessee. Tennessee's very generous to the wide receiver position. As a matter of fact, they have literally given up the most points to wide receivers, and Cooper Cup is the number one wide receiver this season. So I expect that he'll have a big matchup unless Tennessee can somehow pull it out of their ass and get this guy covered. That's not going to happen. Hollywood Brown against Minnesota. Um, Look, Yahoo doesn't love the matchup, but I personally love the matchup. Two reasons. He's coming out of a bye. He's healthy. It's Minnesota. They're very generous to wide receivers. I just, I expect him to have like 17 points at at least in this game. Austin Eckler is RB3 this week. For me, he's probably going to get around 21 points, uh, similar to what Yahoo thinks. Chase Edmonds, this is the replacement for um, your, your boy Derrick Henry here. Very serviceable guy. 
I love Chase Edmonds. I love the offensive situation he's in. Kyler Murray dealing with an injury. We don't know how Chase Edmonds is going to react without Kyler Murray if he doesn't play. Or if Kyler Murray plays, he could be doing a lot of checkdowns and Chase Edmonds is the guy to do the work there. So PPR monster potentially from an RB2 here. Uh, love it. I don't love the fact that he doesn't get touchdowns. He's got one touchdown of the year. James Conner seems to get that work, but you'll take it. PPR league, great serviceable backup uh, running back right there. Tyler Higby, I've got him at uh, tight end number nine this week against Tennessee. Tennessee has been good against tight end position. They cover the middle of the field really well. Tyler Boyd in Cleveland, I'm not so sure about this play personally. Uh, I'd rather have shares of Higgins. I would definitely rather have shares of Jamar Chase. But, you know, I I want a piece of that offense if I can get seven or eight targets out of Tyler Boyd. It's very possible that one of those lands him in the the end zone. So, And then the the Colts defense, I had them at defense number three, but with five points, they're not going to end up there. So... Um, they ended up with two sacks, a pick, and a fumble recovery. They didn't play awful, but it was 45-30. to 30. I mean, it, if you had that game at 75 points, then, uh, then yeah, more power to you. I've got myself by a point, 120 to 119 uh, for the matchup there. Coming up next, we've got uh, Galus' Jensen, Blood Brothers here. So Galus' Jensen is in a little bit of a pickle here, just obviously because Jonathan Taylor put up 34 points and Elijah Moore was on Galus's bench. Uh, look, I would play Johnson and I would play Thielen over Moore. So if that makes you feel any better about what you did, great. If not, totally understandable. I've got Blood Brothers putting up a whopping 135 points this week. That Yahoo has them projected less than what I have them projected. I have Galus at 100 points this week. We'll start adding up. So we've got Josh Allen, QB1 at Jacksonville. He's going to get 28 points. We've got Justin Jefferson, WR8. He's going to put up 18.5 points. Uh, we've got Michael Pittman, who put up somewhere around WR12 numbers. I mean, like he was like the tail end of WR1s this week. He put up 17.4. Daryl Henderson, I think, is a fantastic play, too, against Tennessee's defense. He'll get you 16. Jonathan Taylor put up 14 more points than I would have predicted he would have gotten. That's fantastic. Dallas Goddard's like a smash play this week against the Chargers. Zeke's RB7 against the Denver defense that is struggling. And New England is the fourth best defense, I think, this week in terms of matchup. So uh, 135 for Blood Brothers. Probably going to end up being more than that with uh, with the 34 from Taylor here. Uh, Kyler Murray, questionable. We talked about his ankle a little bit. He may not play. He's going to be a game-time decision. Um, I don't know that Galis has a backup quarterback right now. Adam Thielen, WR19. Uh, I look at him for like similar numbers as Jefferson, but I, I think probably two points behind. Um, Deontay Johnson, WR10 against Chicago. You could throw on Chicago. Mike Davis, WRB31. Fading Davis the rest of the season. There's not much you could do. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brandon Bolden, too. These are some, you know, reaching plays here. Leonard Fournette on a bye, obviously, so there's not much in terms of running back available. Um, and then Jared Cook for 14. Jalen Waddell, I love the play, and I love the player personally. He's seeing a lot of targets week in and week out. The problem that he has is the consistency just has not been there from the quarterback play in Miami for him. He was forced 12 balls last week. He caught four for 29. Now volume's been there mostly, but it's sporadic. You know, he went 13 and 10 in week six. Then he went eight for seven in week seven. 
Then he went 12 and four in week eight. Uh, and then, you know, week five, if you want to get technical, is six and two. So moderately touchdown dependent. He's got three on the year. He's got 413 yards, but he's got 70 targets. I mean, he ranks 66th in wide receiver. So, yeah, there's there's room for improvement. Um, but, you know, with a bye week where you're, you know, you might be missing out on a better flex option here. Um, and then again, with Elijah Moore having played and, and really played well. Um, San Francisco's defense, I think, is going to be fine this week, too. I've got them in defense number 10 against the Cardinals, but Kyler Murray doesn't play. They get bumped up, that's for sure. Uh, so anyway, 135 Blood Brothers in that matchup. Bone City, Pontiac Bandits. Uh, this one will be tighter than you think it's going to be right now. Yahoo thinks they're going to be 131 to 115. I've got it relatively similar. The difference is Michael Carter played and put up 10 instead of 13, so it's not like a huge margin. Tuatunga by Loa with 20 points for Brett. Debo Samuel, the darling of the year, uh, 19 points against Arizona. You can throw on them. CeeDee Lamb at 18 points, WR9. Uh, Herbert, you know, for Chicago, the the rookie running back. Uh, I have him pretty much highest of the high for RE2s this week. He'll probably put up 12 points. Pittsburgh's got a really good run defense, but it is Monday Night Football, so you hope he shines through. Najee Harris, I've got RB5, 22 points from him. Um, you know, I want to put him higher. I just think there are some better plays this week, not by much. Um, Brett still has to pick his defense, and then Jerry Judy coming up back from IR. I got him at WR27 because it's really hard to rank him. I love Jerry Judy. Um, you know, I think in a dome at Dallas coming off a game where he caught all four targets, He'll be fine. I think they'll continue to work him in. I don't know if you see more than eight for him this week in terms of targets, but you hope he does the most of it. Other side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes, QB3 this week for me. I, look, I think the struggles are actually behind Mahomes. I've got a whole theory. Not enough time to talk about that. DJ Moore, uh, he's going to be your WR13 this week. Look for 17 from him. I don't love the matchup with New England. Stefan Diggs, WR4, smash spot. It's Jacksonville. Talked about it. Dalvin Cook, Baltimore defense, you can run on them. So look for Dalvin Cook to get like 18, 19. I actually think Dalvin Cook faded out of that top tier running back uh, territory. But uh, more on that another time as well. Carter played 10 points. Kyle Pitts, tight end four this week, 13 points. Look, now that Calvin Ridley's stepped out of the picture, I think they need to start where it, Look, if they don't sign OBJ too, OBJ wouldn't play. But I think Atlanta's going to be spot for OBJ. Right now, Pitts is the guy. To own and look for his stock to increase every single week. Devontae Adams, I have him at WR7. It's KC. It should be a shootout, but it's Jordan Love, and I just don't know what the game plan is going to be. I would assume run. So he's going to see 10 targets. You know, I don't I don't foresee it being different. But you never know with these quarterbacks that come in, they don't try and sling it to just one guy. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I feel like Jordan Love will probably try and spread it around a little bit. Who knows? Uh, the Rams against Tennessee here. It's a serviceable game, but I think Tennessee is better than you think without Derrick Henry. I don't think they're, I don't think their offensive struggles are going to be so much. I, I don't know. I, the biggest word, I, I just don't think Tennessee is going to be that awful without Derrick Henry. Uh, all right. So we've got Camper Dude and this is the year we've got the fourth place versus the 10th place here. Um, so I've got, this is a year at a slight advantage on this matchup. Joe Burrow, QB eight for Mick. Um, 
probably 20 points. Tyree Kill, WR2, Green Bay. He's got his quarterback. They'll be fine. Mike Williams, WR16. I think he'll get like 16 points. It's Philly again. They're a little puffer on wide receivers. Joe Mixon, RB9. Cleveland or Cincinnati, please use Joe Mixon more than you use Joe Mixon. It's not like Mixon's having a bad year. It just... It needs to be better than what I'm seeing. He he has to get 20 carries. Like, you've got to give him 20. Week one, he had 30 attempts. You remember that all the way back in week one? You know, the guy's got 575 yards, five rushing touchdowns of the year. He's playing great football. Let him keep playing great football. Stop making P. Ryan a thing, please. You did the same thing um, when you had uh, what's-his-face down in Tampa Bay. It'll come to me eventually. Uh, you got James Conner. If he falls in the end, end zone, great. It's worth, you know, a flex or an RB2. If he doesn't, oh boy, that's a problem. Uh, by the way, Mick, switch switch your um, uh, your your flex here. Uh, you've got James Conner playing the late game, and you've got Josh Jacobs playing the early game. You've got Josh Jacobs in your flex, and you've got James Conner in your RB spot. You want that diversity at flex. Zach Ertz, tight end 10. I think if, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, Zach Ertz is going to do really well. If Kyler Murray does play, eh, he'll still do fine. Dallas' defense, defense 6, Mick with 110. Derek Carr, QB 11. This is a fill. Tom Brady's not playing this week from the trade. Uh, Robert Woods, uh, uh, Cortland Sutton, and uh, Tony Pollard. So we've got Woods 15, Sutton 23, Pollard 30. Gaskin 17, and then Kelsey tight end 1. This is a get-right game for Kelsey. I expect his projection to double what I have him at, and that's 17. So look for 35 points from Kelsey. I'm smiling, as I say, because he needs it. But I'm also, this does not continue to happen with Kansas City's offense. I think they figure it out. And then Hopkins, uh, WR14. I'm not sure he plays this week, personally. I don't know what happened. His injury seemed to get a little worse. He is a game-time decision. Uh, He didn't practice at all this week. He didn't really practice much the week before. He went two for two in 66, and that was a blessing even at that. I still think Hobson's is going to have a great year when he comes back. I expect him to see even more targets. Um, Jake ended up not playing Carson Wentz last night, which would have been quite good, quite good indeed. So I've got Mick at 110 and Jake at 112. Keep a close eye on this one. If Hopkins doesn't play, I think Jake's in some trouble here. Last matchup of the week is Hans Bowman and Thundercats. This is probably what I would anticipate to be one of the closest matchups this week outside of mine and Andy's. For uh, Jeff Squared, we've got Dak Prescott, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, uh, Devontae Booker, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and the Saints. So a couple of things to note here. I think Dak Prescott's in an absolute smash spot this week. QB5 for me. Brandon Cooks is Brandon Cooks. Totally always underrated no matter, no matter where he's playing. Miami's got a good defense, though. I don't care who says their offense sucks. It's not the defense that sucks. Amari Cooper, WR17 for me. Nick Chubb, benefactor of a trade from Peel. This could be the sword that impales Peel in the end. We'll see. Devontae Booker will play uh, as long as Barkley does not, which I expect Barkley to sit. And I expect Booker to have a good game here, uh, serviceable volume kind of a... The Raiders are playing good defense, but they're like middle of the pack. So middle of the pack versus middle of the pack. Booker will have 15 points. George Kittle, if he plays, he's within my top 10 for tight ends. Against Arizona, you can throw on them. And I do think that George Kittle is going to play. They activated him from IR. He was limited throughout the week. And he's he's totally set for his return. Um, But 
I haven't loved Kittle's usage all year long. The targets have been there for two of the four games that he played in. They had the early buy, which helps. So, like, this is his eligibility for return window is right here today. Or not today, obviously, on Sunday. But um, I just... You always play your best player when they're active. It's George Kittle, and you're not going to bench him. But you're kind of sitting there on pins and needles to see whether or not he's going to do anything with it. Christian McCaffrey will not play this week. Uh, they've got him sitting in their flex right now. I think he's he's going to get sat. It does not make sense to play him against New England. You've got Arizona, Washington, and Miami coming up. Uh, I know that he wants to play. If he does play, he's going to be in a snap count. If he plays, I give him 13 points. Yahoo wants to give him 20. That's not going to happen. Uh, New Orleans Saints here. Uh, they're the fifth best option this week. Atlanta sucks. We all know it. So Jeff at 116. On the other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts. One of the worst quarterbacks in the league. One of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league. It's the Tyrod Taylor effect. QB7, 21 points. Jamar Chase, WR3. Love the trade to acquire Jamar Chase here. 18.5 points against Cleveland. He's... He's going to have a great one. Hunter Renfro, this is interesting. The news with Ruggs obviously sucks from a multitude of different directions here. Um, you know, heart goes out to everybody who is involved in the situation, the lives lost. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a bad situation overall. Um, Hunter Renfro, <clears throat> for for terms of fantasy, will be a benefactor of not having Ruggs at a lineup. So I expect his volume to increase a little bit. I've got him at WR30. So he's like that fringe WR3 territory. He doesn't score touchdowns, and that's really his biggest issue. He's got two all year, but he's got 400 yards. So this could be a turnaround spot for him. We'll see what they end up doing. Alan Kamara against Atlanta. Yeah, I want every piece of that that I can get. He's my WRB2 for the week. Um, Daryl Williams, interesting. So CEH probably not coming back for a bit. Daryl Williams just went 13 for 50. He's actually looked better than CEH looked while CEH was playing and healthy. So I kind of think that this guy who's undrafted ends up having a, a better fantasy day than we're going to give him credit for, but I'm going to give him somewhere in the vicinity of like 80 yards and uh, no touchdown and maybe two catches in this game. So, uh, you know, just like 12 or 13 points at most for him, I think is what you're probably hoping to get. Uh, I think the most interesting thing that you could do this week is play Dan Arnold. I don't hate the matchup. I think he's going to get peppered with targets, but he could go 10 for 3 and 20 yards. On the other hand, he could go 10 for 90 and two touchdowns too because Jacksonville just has to do something in the air. They have to throw to somebody. And if James Robinson doesn't play, yeah, Carlos Hyde's going to have the biggest volume day if Carlos Hyde even plays because he's got a calf issue. Uh, he's your healthiest Jacksonville option this week. So I have him at tight end 15 personally. But you never know with these guys. I mean, the tight end landscape sucks already. So if you're outside the top five, anything can happen with anybody after that. And then uh, A.J. Brown here, uh, no brainer. You're going to start him, even though it is a, a relatively daunting matchup. The Rams are middle of the pack against wide receivers. But, uh, yeah, that's not going to be the case. They're probably going to get 18 points. So Pittsburgh defense number two, Chicago sucks. They're going to score 100 points on defense. So, uh, I've got the matchup at 124 for Peel and 116 to Jeff, but let's add that 100 on. So 224 for Peel, 116 for Jeff. Yeah, I got Peel on this one, slight margin, plus the IRs confuse me. Uh, but, you know, if you got other options to go to, 
they're going to be worse than what you were hoping for, and I still got to give the edge to Peel in that situation. So, um, all right, next week is Rivalry Week. It's simply Rivalry Week because it's Week Ten, and you're playing your first matchup twice again. In terms of that, we've got Jake the Snake and Camper Dude, Blood Brothers. This is the year. Bone City Thundercats, uh, Galus Jens versus Pontiac Bandits, and then Hans Molman versus uh, Kickers are people too. These are some good rivalry matches, quite honestly. Um, in that one, I think Jake the Snake beats Camper Dude. I think Blood Brothers beats This Is the Year. I think that Thundercats beats Bone City. I think that Pontiac Bandits beats Galus Gents. And I think Kickers are people too beats Hans Molman. Uh, if you're catching the trend on this, standings-wise, we talked about 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, all the way through 10th here. What's going to happen this week if predictions go how we have, or at least how I've I've set them up, uh, Jake the Snake should beat Kickers or People 2. That will put Kickers or People 2 at 7-2. and two. Blood Brothers will match that at 7-2. and two. I will be at 6-3. and three. Um... I've got Camper Dude to win, so he'll be at six and three. I've got Galus's Gents losing to Blood Brothers, so he's going to go four and five. I've got Bone City losing to Pontiac Bandits, so Pontiac Bandits is going to go three and six, and Bone City is going to go three and six. Thundercats to win here, that puts him at four and five. And then who am I missing? Who am I missing? Hans Molman is going to lose. That will put him at three and six. So, oh, and then uh, if Jake loses, which I think he will lose, he'll go two and seven. And I think he's your dead last uh, guy in the race here. Um, but again, it's fantasy. Anything can happen. So this isn't like a, you know, put one guy up, put one guy down type thing. I, I just think the writing is on the wall for some teams simply because bad matchups. Um, and the best example of that is Gavigan. I feel like, so he's number one in, in, um, in power rankings. It just always ends up that way, right? Where like every week I keep looking at analysis for what he's at and he's always at number one in power rankings. And that's because he's got good depth and he's got a, a smash starting roster. He's got Mahomes, who's the, the QB5 rest of the season, which is amazing to me that he's dropped that far. Uh, Dalvin Cook, who's number two. He's got uh, Damian Harris, who's the like the seventh best RB2. Um, Devontae Adams, who's the second best WR1. Stefan Diggs, who's the number one WR2, if you want to look at it like that. He's got Kyle Pitts, who's the third best tight end. He's got DJ, DJ Moore, who's the third best flex. He's got the Rams defense, who's probably the second best, but you know they've got him at third best defense, so who am I to argue? Um, power ranking scores, rest of season, 100, Pontiac Bandits, 99, Blood Brothers, very close, 96, Jake the Snake, 93, Kickers are people too, and then a, a, a just a smashing drop-off here. Uh, Peel has made some trades and worked his way up, but it goes from 93 to 75. He's fifth. Bone City, 72. This is a year 68. Camper Dude, 64. Gay is Gen, 62. And Hans Molman, 60. That's rest of season. As far as week 9 is concerned, Blood Brothers, 100. Pontiac Bandits, 95. Kickers Are People, 2. 93. Bone City, 87. Thundercats, 87. Jake the Snake. Uh, I'm sorry, I messed this up completely. Blood Brothers, 100. Pontiac Bandits, 95. Kickers Are People, 2. 93. 
Bone City 87, Thundercats 87, Jake the Snake 86, Camper Dude 84, This Is the Year 82, Hans Moment 80, Gayless is Gents 71. Just looking at the matchup here, um, Kickers of People 2 has fourth best quarterback, third best RB1, second best RB2, uh, first best WR1, seventh best uh, WR2, seventh best tight end this week. Uh, six in flex, third in defense, obviously changed a little bit because of the matchup last night too. So uh, all that having been said, I think that's going to wrap things up for us. If we're going to look at the projections for the remainder of the year, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, I think if we look at the league analyzer, we can get that. But yeah, I mean, after last week, there was some surprise losses. I had myself beaten Jeff and, and they pulled it out. But again, it was just a weird week, I think, for everybody where, um, you know, the everybody underperformed other than Jeff <laughs> everybody just underperformed it was a very weird fantasy week uh kickers are people too is still slated to have a 10 and 4 total record blood brothers at 9 and 5 Jake the snake at 8 and 6 camper dude at 8 and 6 6 and 8 gets you into the playoffs bone city and thundercats are slated to get there right now this is that dog fight here for that 5th and 6th slot galus is gents uh, at six and eight, but a lower percent uh, on scoring. Pontiac Bandits currently two and six will go five and nine. Hans Bowman will go five and nine as well. This is a year we'll stay five and nine. Playoff odds percentage. Andy basically has a hundred percent. Blood Brothers has basically a hundred percent as well. Jake the Snake has a ninety-four percent chance. Camper Dude eighty-six. Big drop off here to five is fifty-three for Bone City. 48 for Thundercats, 46 for Galus, Pontiac Bandits with a 38, Hans Bowman 26, and this is the year as a 10%. Uh, as far as champion goes, you're looking at Andy 27, Blood Brothers 26, Jake the Snake eight, uh, 16, Camper Dude 8, Bone City 5, Thundercats 5, Galus 3, Pontiac Bandits 6, Hans Bowman 2. This is the year, less than a 1% chance to win the championship. So, um, yeah, I think if you're sitting in like the 80% chance to make the playoffs, uh, which would be Mick, uh, Jake, the snake blood brothers and kickers are people too. You're relatively safe. You can make some aggressive moves here. So for example, you know, let's say Jeff wants to get some pieces and he was willing to trade Christian McCaffrey for it. He wants like a high end RB two and a low end RB one for CMC. I think somebody's in a position to make that move if they're willing to do it because they need to win outright. Whereas you can afford to lose some games that you're sitting in the odds that you're sitting in right now with the record you're sitting at, right? Especially if you're 7-1, and one, Andy, particularly, and Blood Brothers at 6-2. and two, I'd be comfortable doing something like that too. Now the question is, do you want to break up your team to make a move like that? That's the big connector piece that you have to put together is whether or not you want to start to break your team up to make something else happen in a playoff run. I, I evaluated my playoff run a little bit and tried to adjust accordingly, just get past some bye weeks and then looking at playoff schedules. So my hope lies in, please, God, don't be injured anybody, which is already not panning out well for me. So I've got Miles Sanders on IR and James Robinson on the cusp of missing at least a game. Um, If your team can stay healthy in the stretch here, remember it's fantasy football, even especially this year, is a really long season. I mean, we extended the games by one, but even in a normal year, you know, I mean, years prior where it wasn't 17 weeks, like football goes on for a, 
a really, really, really long time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, health, you know, guys are just inherently going to miss games. So having a backup plan for that is always good. And, you know, you don't want to always have to rely on waivers. Sometimes you want to rely on what your bench can get you because technically speaking, you want to fill your bench up with players that you know are going to be reliable in a situation where you have to hit that go button on somebody in the middle of the pack there. So uh, that'll be my my lecture for the week. Um, good luck up in your matchups this week. Like I said, uh, you know, I think the standings aren't going to get shaken up too drastically. Same time, some implications for some guys that are fighting for that fifth and sixth spot. This is a big week for people who are two and six. If they miss this game, if they lose this game, I think the writing is on the wall with just a couple of games left after this until the playoffs. Um, happy November. Hope everybody had a good Halloween. It is officially Christmas until the three-day stretch where it's Thanksgiving and then Christmas again. I don't want to hear otherwise. We just started taking out our Christmas decorations. We've been sick. I've been sick. You heard it last week on the podcast. I feel like I'm finally kicking my cold today, which is fantastic. Um yeah, I hope everybody's happy, healthy, safe, is having fun with this, and uh, I will see you guys next week on the podcast. A toodaloo, buckaroos.